This is the Oxford Review Research Briefing Synopsis, and in this month's synopsis, Attracting the Right Candidates for High Reliability Organisations, Culpability Decisions in a Just Culture, DEI in the Metaverse, Digital Sales, a Research Update and Overview, How Pay What You Want Pricing Works, How to Implement a Just Culture, Management Consultants as Crowd Managers, Organisational Inertia, Why Organisations Stay on Obsolete Paths, The DI Leadership Paradox, a Race Issue, The Impact of Owned Social Media on Sales and Engagement, The Power of Low-Power Right-Hand Helper for Leaders, The Whole Person Leadership Development, Spiritual and Moral Development, and the impact of remote working and working from home on organisational work cultures. Attracting the right candidates for high reliability organisations. A new study looking at the impact of different language patterns and words used in recruitment adverts for high reliability organisations or HROs, which are safety oriented organisations, on person organisational fit or the extent to which an individual's values and other characteristics align with those of the organisation, has found that an increase in business-oriented or masculine words in recruitment adverts significantly decreases person organisation fit and reduced job satisfaction and increased turnover between candidates for high-reliability organisations. And secondly... An increase in safety-oriented or feminine words and reducing masculine words and language increased person-organisation fit and increased overall job satisfaction and reduced turnover in these organisations. To learn more and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Candidates HRO. Culpability Decisions in a Just Culture a new study looking at how managers in a just culture make the decision about culpability has found that, firstly, not only do mistakes need to be openly reported, but so do the decision-making processes about culpability. Secondly, the causes of an incident need to be thoroughly investigated and agreed on before a determination of culpability is made. Next, A rubric-like five harmful behaviours framework can help with culpability decisions. Fourth, there needs to be a distinction between minor, medium and major violations. And lastly, everyone in the organisation needs to understand what these are. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for culpability decisions. DEI in the Metaverse, a new study looking at the impact of the developing metaverse on organisations and society and the implications for DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion, has found that DEI-informed good practices are essential for metaverse adoption by organisations. Strategic metaverse use requires DEI considerations like affordable tech and diverse avatars. Metaverse can foster cross-cultural empathy, but guidance is needed for this to occur. The metaverse provides an opportunity for new educational DEI content and ways of learning. However, urgency is needed due to how fast technology and the cultural changes are actually occurring. Designing a diverse metaverse is a shared responsibility across many domains. 
and DEI is critical due to the metaverse's fundamental impact on business and society. And the study found that 73% of people have DEI concerns about the metaverse and related technology. And neurodiversity presents unique metaverse challenges and opportunities that also need to be looked at. Now, to learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Metaverse. Digital Sales, a research update and overview. A new systematic review of research looking at the implications of digital sales for organisations has found that, firstly, there are four main categories of digital sales, each of which has its own advantages and limitations. Firstly, artificial intelligence, big data and analytics, extended reality or XR, and augmented and virtual reality, and social media. And there are a series of digital sales capabilities that businesses need to develop, which includes understanding the nature and limitations of each of the technologies, keeping up to date with the technologies, developing a sense of the digital market space, having a learning orientation, having a customer orientation, cooperation, collaboration and coordination skills across the organisation, sales teams and with the market, working with many different sales channels, a performance orientation, innovation skills and creativity, and technology, digital sales and pro-social and proactive mindset. And HR is critical for the successful implementation of digital sales particularly in terms of recruitment and development of digital sales professionals. The competence of salespeople is critical. Managers need to closely monitor the impact of technological change on marketing. And companies need to develop digital sales strategies. Sales is undergoing a significant transformation at the moment. And lastly, companies need to rethink their digital relationships, identify interconnected elements, and developing new roles and sales functions. To learn more about this and download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Digital Sales. How pay-what-you-want pricing works. A new study looking at the factors that can increase the value of pay-what-you-want pricing transactions has found that Social exchange interactions perform significantly better than market exchange interactions based on features and benefits. Social exchange interactions develop the relationship with the seller and foster the feeling of being part of a community or supporting a cause that people believe in. Social exchange and co-created value incorporate social norms and socio-psychological factors, such as the desire to show generosity, to adhere to social norms of fairness, and for public acclaim. And social exchange and co-created value in pay-for-what-you-want pricing scenarios also tends to reduce freeloading, where some people decide to pay nothing. Now, to learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for pay-what-you-want How to Implement a Just Culture A new systematic review looking at the core requirements for establishing a just culture, a way of working that promotes open and honest reporting of mistakes and near misses without the fear of punitive action in order to collectively learn and implement preventative measures, has found that the four core components needed to implement a just culture are commitment from the leadership, 
education and training across the organization, the development of accountability across the organization, and open communications. Now, to learn more about this and download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Implement a Just Culture. Management consultants as crowd managers. A new study looking at how management consultancy firms are changing due to technology has found that management consultancy firms are adopting three main pathways in their digital transformation. Firstly, the development of consultancy platforms. So firms create platforms for modular data-driven services that enhance accessibility and cost-effectiveness and shifts the focus into providing solutions and knowledge. The second are management consulting crowdsourcing. And this is where firms collaborate with partners, leveraging collective intelligence, facilitating specialization in services. And this challenges traditional consulting models and reflects the democratization of knowledge. And then the last model or the last main pathway to digital transformation is actual digital transformation of consultant client matching. What this entails is where firms connect clients with freelancers and other firms. They allow highly skilled specialists to participate. It removes barriers for smaller companies and aligns with the gig economy and changes in the consulting landscape. Additionally, AI was found to be increasingly automating consultancy services anyway. Now, to learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Crowd Managers. Organisational inertia. Why organisations stay on obsolete paths. A new study has looked empirically at the impact of resource idling and capability erosion following organisational downsizing events and whether they contribute to organisational inertia. Now, the study found that resource idling, even in the short term, can lead to significant capability erosion which in turn then leads to organisational inertia, which significantly degrades an organisation's ability to respond to market changes and reduces the firm's competitive advantage. Now, capability erosion was found to negatively impact a firm's ability to capitalise on future growth opportunities. Resource idling and the resultant capability erosion damages the network of interrelationships and dependencies within an organisation and is hard to recover from. Now, to learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for organisational inertia. The DEI leadership paradox, a race issue. A new study examining whether and why non-white is associated with the DEI leader role has found that Western leaders are often assumed to be white and male. DI leaders are generally expected to be non-white, particularly black, regardless of industry or workforce demographics. Key traits associated with DEI advocacy includes commitment to social justice, experience of discrimination, sensitivity, intelligence, dedication and dynamism. These traits are also commonly attributed to non-white leaders, creating a perceived trait match. Now, non-white candidates receive more favourable evaluations for DEI roles, mainly due to perceived commitment to social justice and the experience of discrimination. To learn more about this issue, go to the library and search for DEI Leadership Paradox. The Impact of Own Social Media on Sales and Engagement 
a new meta-analysis of research looking at the impact of owned social media, social media channels owned and controlled by the company, where the business has full control over the content and messaging, is firstly effective for sales and engagement. Emotional content is best for engagement purposes and informational content works best for sales. There is no evidence that increased engagement leads to increased sales. Sales uplift through the use of own social media for sales purposes is comparable to that gained by word of mouth. And there are considerable variations in results of the use of own social media on sales because of the number of variables that include things like the content strategy, the size of the community, smaller communities are usually better, the characteristics of the platform, things like Facebook, X, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., and cultural fit. Global strategies were found to be much less effective than localised ones. To learn more about this, go to the library and search for owned social media. The power of the low-power right-hand helper for leaders. A new study looking at how low-power individuals become a trusted right-hand partner to a leader found that the core of the trusted right-hand partner, usually somebody like a chief of staff role, is the idea of heedful challenging. Now, the study found that there are three broad stages involved in becoming a trusted right-hand partner to a leader. Firstly, learning about the leader themselves, then proxying or learning to act for the leader, and then lastly, perspective broadening. And this is where they influence or develop the leader's thinking depth of understanding and insight and that there are four defining characteristics of a good right-hand partner. Firstly, developing a strategic partnership with the leader, then having credibility, then having covert influence on the leader and then loyalty to the leader. Now to learn more about this, download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for low power right hand. Whole personal leadership development, spiritual and moral development. A new study looking at the levels of spiritual and moral development of leaders has found that different leadership development interventions are needed dependent on how spiritually and morally developed the leader is anyway. One of the major findings is that many leadership development programs fail completely to include spiritual and moral development of any type. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Whole Person Leadership Development. The impact of remote working and working from home on organisational work cultures. A new series of studies looking at the impact of remote working and working from home has found that remote working can degrade knowledge sharing and organisational learning. Socialisation and acculturation, the process by which people become part of a work culture, is significantly more difficult in remote working scenarios. Skills and talent development are incredibly difficult to acquire and foster under remote conditions. People who start working for an organisation remotely find it significantly more difficult to integrate into an organisation's culture and are significantly less likely to take on the values and attributes of that culture. An organisational culture is a significant predictor of remote and working from home success. And remote work limits informational interactions that build relationships and emotional connections between co-workers. 
leading to communication problems, reduced mutual support and an increase in feelings of isolation and not being part of the organisation, organisational identification, leading to weaker organisational commitment and fewer organisational citizenship behaviours. Remote working gives rise to new patterns of behaviour, work habits and values, and managers tend to react negatively to this. Extended remote working tends to result in employees becoming disconnected from the realities of the organisation, from what is happening beyond their immediate work area, and from natural incremental changes all organisations tend to naturally go through. Relationship quality with co-workers tends to decline the longer an employee is remote and conflicts tend to increase. Remote working tends to change the nature of management structures in organisations. Hierarchical organisation structures are not effective for remote and home working. This move from hierarchical management promotes a significant shift towards management by objectives and more supportive leadership styles that encourage trust-based relationships and promote employee empowerment and self-control. And lastly, traditional management and leadership social and communication skills based on power, status and charisma are significantly less effective in remote working scenarios and need to be updated. To learn more about this and to download the full research briefing, go to the library and search for Impact of Remote Working. Also this month, we have August Synopsis, and then we have the seminar materials, including the videos and podcasts for organisational culture, what we learn from HROs and just cultures. We also have videos and podcasts about understanding the impact of organisational histories. We have a whole series of markdown files for things like Obsidian and other knowledge management systems. And a whole series of slide packs as well, including things like HR devolvement, integration not segmentation, predictors of PTSD, the emergent strategic processes for developing organisational ambidexterity, the importance of supervisor-subordinate GANAXI, transformational leadership, uncertainty and digital transformation, strategic leadership factors which predict an organisation's strategic adaptive capability, what changes senior managers and executives view of workplace well-being, why people collect and hoard useless information, the basis for information overload, and working relationships, and all of these are available in the library. And that concludes the synopsis for September 2023.